I think as we started to look at different programs, we realized that the um, even though things were newer, they were still really complicated. And to us, that was a big deal breaker because we were bringing on people who some of them were very experienced in the dental industry and some of them came for retail hospitality. They were great at patient-facing interactions, uh, but having to learn the intricacies of practice management software just wasn't working out um, in that arena. So I think it, it started as a joke. Right. It, yeah, it was a total joke. I mean, every time we were done with demoing and we really didn't like what we saw, we just kind of looked at it like, we, we need it. We need to do this. Yeah, we were saying like, oh, haha, we could do it better. <laughs> but you know how you just say yeah, that sometimes? Because yeah. you're frustrated, right? Yeah. You're just like so frustrated. And I think it was at the end of that first year and where we looked at each other very seriously and we we're like, okay, so how do we do this better? A lot of times, a lot of these platforms don't work the way they're supposed to for everybody because they're basic you're basically selling to dentist and so dentists have a certain things that they need in there and i've seen some pmss that people are like clinically these are awesome but they don't do all the other stuff that you need so how did you kind of protect against that and say okay we need the dentist input and we want it to work for them but we also need it to work for everybody else involved with the process how did you begin working through that to kind of figure out what goes into this cuz that's a pretty big task to undertake to even have that conversation. So our um, our napkin drawings of the initial program came from a lot of conversations with the people who would be using it. It started off in our own practice. Um, Kimberly would talk to the clinical team and I would talk to the front office, the treatment coordinators, the insurance billers, and what do they need and what do they find useful or what do they hate about what they're currently using. Um, and then we went out to conferences where we just attended them, right? But we would start talking with people who were in similar boats as us, experiencing the same frustrations. And we started to make lists. And our lists were things that people must have in order to do their work, live their lives, things that they would really wish would make their lives easier. And then um, things that were just, you know, nice to have, but nobody cares as much as they say they do. Well, what most people don't realize is that the practice management softwares out there, a lot of them are prohibiting technology growth in the dental space because of exactly what you're talking about, where if if I have the best widget in the world is going to change the dental industry and I build it and then I go, well, I need to integrate with the practice management softwares. I have to pay them money to integrate and it's a lot and I have to go to each one of them, right? Individually and go to this this one and this one and this one and this one and this one. And or they charge the end user, right? They charge the dentist. Well, the, yeah, we'll integrate with them, but it's five hundred dollars a month, and it's like it doesn't make. If I have ten practices, I'm not going to pay five thousand dollars a month just so I can have access to my own information to move it over to this platform. That doesn't make sense, right? And so it peep and and it's a small industry. It's not a huge industry. There's what two hundred thousand dentists, not even that many offices. So I there's not the economy of scale there for me to build that widget. So then people leave and they go to other industries. So something has to change on that front for technology to really move in the dental industry. Welcome to another episode of Dental Marketing Theory. I'm your host, Gary Bird. I'm the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more new patients so you can grow the way that you want. And one of the things that you have to do if you're going to grow is you have to figure out what PMS you're going to use for your growth. Today, I have Tiffany and Kimberly from Aspro. 
and they are going to discuss with you how they went from building dental practices to building a practice management software. Super cool journey, super cool background. And there's a lot of details that they're going to go over with you on why they think practice management softwares overall are broken and what they're doing to actually fix that. Not just complaining. I'll just tell you up front. They're not complaining. They're actually doing something about it, which I'm really excited about. You're going to want to stay tuned to learn about this. All right, Tiffany. So why don't you tell me why you guys decided after starting a dental practice that you wanted to get into the software business? (laughs) Great question, Gary. So I think to provide a bit of context about Kimberly and myself and who we are, um, we've always done things a little bit unorthodox. So we like to joke that we're both dropouts. Um, I dropped out of high school and then finished. <laughs> and I dropped out of college. And I finished uh, college when I was 19. Kimberly started dental school when she was 19. So that's the number that we have in common. And ever since then, um, the journey has been Kimberly started her practice. She had been in practice for about 30 years. And I joined to help grow the practice. At that point, we were doubling like mad. So as you know, like when you're growing and you're adding new people, that's when your, um, shall I say, challenge points come to light more because you're having dumpster to show- Dumpster fires is what I call them. Yeah, dumpster for yeah, you're putting the, out yeah. dumpster fires all around you. Yes. And we started to realize like, oh, shoot. So these things that we just got used to, now we're having to explain how we do things to a brand new person and putting ourselves in that perspective. And we realized, okay, this is not something that we should be living with. It was every software we looked at was either really old or really complicated or both. Um, We had a compilation of this add-on, that add-on. We were logging into various different platforms throughout the day. And at some point, it just got to be so clunky in the overall dental workflow of getting a patient in and out that we figured, okay, we want to try and upgrade. So we did about a demo a month of different softwares for like almost a year. We actually... So what So what practice management software were you using? Something that was built in the 90s, SoftDebt. So it's similar okay. to like the Dentrix or so. And as Tiffany was saying how we were growing and we were doubling, you can imagine how many team members we had to bring on. So can you imagine trying to train them on a very old antiquated system? And so that's one of the reasons why we were searching for something better. And we had two offices. So we really wanted to be able to access our data and not have to worry about, you know, remote access and, you know, how how slow and cumbersome that all can be. Hey, I got something crazy to share with you and I'm going to get you right back to the show, I promise. So we have an event called AlignerCon coming up next year. And this month we're giving away a buy one, get one free. We're going to be partnering with Clear Correct, and this is going to be one of the biggest events that we've ever done in Nashville, Tennessee, in the biggest hotel in America. So if you want to come to this, again, we're going to give you a buy one, get one free. We want to meet you in person. Just go to alinercon.com, and we're going to teach you how to create, convert, close, and even some clinical components around Clear Aligners. So don't miss this event. Go check it out now. Back to the show. Yeah, yeah. So then, okay, so you so you guys are, I just want to recap this for the audience. So you guys built a dental practice, opened up multiple locations, you're growing really fast, and you're like, holy smoke, soft dent just isn't working for us, uh, for what we need, right? And which is, which is fine. Um, and then I'm sure there's people out there that it does work for, right? And so it wasn't working for you guys, though. 
And then, so then you started doing demos and what was the common theme as you're doing all the demos that you keep seeing, like, this isn't going to work for us. Like, when did you say we need to build our own? So I think as we started to look at different programs, we realized that the, um, even though things were newer, they were still really complicated. And to us, that was a big deal breaker because we were bringing on people who some of them were very experienced in the dental industry and some of them came for retail hospitality. They were great at patient-facing interactions, but having to learn the intricacies of practice management software just wasn't working out um, in that arena. So I think it it started as a joke. Right. Yeah, it was a total joke. I mean, every time we were done with demo and we really didn't like what we saw, we just kind of looked at it like, we we need it. We need to do this. Yeah, we were saying like, oh, haha, we could do it better. <laughs> but you know how you just say yeah, that sometimes because yeah. you're frustrated, right? Yeah, you're just like so frustrated. And I think it was at the end of that first year, and where we looked at each other very seriously, and we we're like, okay, so how do we do this better? Okay, so then, so you decide, okay, we're going to build our own. Like that's such a big leap going from. I don't have this to I'm building my own. And and this isn't just like you just built like an application to get Google reviews or something like that. Even that is complicated. This is like the practice management software, super complicated because you have many different people you have to serve. You have to serve the dentist and the hygienist and dental assistants. So the clinical side, you have to serve the administrative side, which is all the other people that are working in it. And then you got to get into, are you going to do cloud-based? Are you going to do on-prem? So how did you work through that and say, okay, we're going to build this perfect thing that's going to work for everybody? So, okay. I think the fact that we didn't come from tech and that we didn't know exactly how much work would go into it, I am... I think that's one of the biggest reasons why we were like, okay, we can do this because we know the industry in and out. We do this day to day. Like, we've got this. And I think you you alluded correctly where you're like, okay, well, you have to build it for the dentist, for the hygienist, for the assistant, for the front office, right? For all the people, all the dental professionals. Well, that's one of the reasons that what we found was lacking is even though there are great software out there, but nobody truly spoke to the end user. They didn't understand. We thought that they didn't really understand how it feels like to be the receptionist up front. Yeah. You know, somebody's staring down at you and you got to check this person out and like really, really quickly. You got to be able to do everything in five clicks or less in just a few minutes because you have the next patient. And then, of course, during the time, because we understand that workflow so well, it didn't make sense to us why nobody out there was doing that. And yeah. I, I think also, um, you know how sometimes all it takes is one person saying, yeah, that's possible. You could totally do that. And then you, you know, yeah. you're Delulu. We're <laughs> 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 like, yeah, of course. So one of our friends at the time had just sold his, uh, I think it was third company to see. Mm-hmm. Right. He's a serial entrepreneur um, out of high school, created a company, sold it to the U.S. Army. Like this man has just done company after company. And he was the one that we brainstormed with, of course. And him being him was like, oh my of gosh, course. of course you could do that. Why not? <laughs> so we said, okay. So he helped us put together our initial technical team and got us started in the world of tech. Awesome. And then so um, what? how did you tackle this? Because I, I think, here's how I think through it. A lot of times, a lot of these platforms don't work the way they're supposed to for everybody because 
they're basic, you're basically selling to dentist. And so dentists have a certain things that they need in there. And I've seen some PMSs that people are like, clinically, these are awesome, but they don't do all the other stuff that you need. So how did you kind of protect against that and say, okay, we need the dentist input and we want it to work for them, but we also need it to work for everybody else involved with the process. How did you begin working through that to kind of figure out what goes into this? Because that's a pretty big task to undertake to even have that conversation. So our um, our napkin drawings of the initial program came from a lot of conversations with the people who would be using it. It started off in our own practice. Um, Kimberly would talk to the clinical team and I would talk to the front office, the treatment coordinators, the insurance billers, and what do they need and what do they find useful or what do they hate about what they're currently using. Um, and then we went out to conferences where we just attended them, right? But we would start talking with people who were in similar boats as us, experiencing the same frustrations. And we started to make lists. And our lists were things that people must have in order to do their work, live their lives, things that they would really wish would make their lives easier, and then um, things that were just, you know, nice to have, but nobody cares as much as they say they do. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And so, so you got to figure out all those things. You document them, you build it. So you guys built this thing for yourself and then you started rolling it out into other offices. Is that kind of what, what happened? Yeah, actually, even, <laughs> even during the beta. Yeah. I, I think our very first client, while we wish it could have been our office, um, dental offices, you know, everyone has different levels of sophistication and complexity that they run things at. And the very first version of Asper Dental was very minimal. You can take x-rays, you can schedule people, and that's like basically it. So we had to go out and find um, users who were doing, they were on paper charts, essentially, doing very close to nothing digitally. And then that's where we started bringing on our initial um, beta users who were actually paying clients at the time. And I think it was a year after that, that we were actually able to bring the software into our own practices. Awesome. And then what? Where are you guys at right now? Like if I'm a dental office and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about doing, uh, changing my PMS, why would someone put Aspro on the list of people they should do a demo with? Great question. So we like to call it fabulous and it's F-E-B. So when we say that is because we really believe that Aspro Dental is faster, easier, and better. And when we're saying faster, faster has to basically be Five clicks are less scary. Again, you mentioned really well, like, how do you know, like the front office person, you know, it has to work really well for them, not just for the dentist, it has to work well for the hygienist, not just for the assistants, right? So that's one of the things where we really looked at everybody's row and to see how they're able to do it faster. And how do we know that ours is actually faster and easier? One of our clients is they do clinics all over pop-up clinics. They're the largest community clinic in California. So they do it all over California. And you can imagine with the pop-up clinics, you would have, let's say, 10 doctors, right? And then support team coming on. And nobody's familiar. And people who've never, they don't yeah. even know that. Yeah. So can you imagine a doctor trying to tell them three M-O-L, right? So the fact that we know that people can learn it so quickly is because it's being used at this clinic. And every time they do a new clinic, 
guess what? They'll have to learn it. Right. It was really stress test. I mean, we were told um, this is one of our first clients. So we were really trying to wow them. Right. And we showed up to these events like two hours early and we were told you have an hour to train the doctors, train the dental assistants so that they can use it for the day. And we're like, great, an hour. Like we could definitely cover everything in an hour. And okay, patients are supposed to come at eight. Seven o'clock rolls around. 7.30 rolls around. 7.45 is when people start arriving on the clinical team. And we're like, oh, if you're lucky, right? You got 15 like, minutes, yeah. Yeah, so we got 15 minutes and everyone managed to see their patients. So, so it's faster. So you feel like uh, the interaction inside of it is just easier because it's simplified. And yes. what were the other, what was the other points? Faster, easier, and better, Gary. So, you know, our, our saying is, if you can use a smartphone, you can learn how to use all very, very quickly. And that's our, that's really our stress test right there. To be and then what able- about better? What, how do you define better? I'm, I'm, I'm super curious about that one. Yeah. And it's a lot more streamlined with all of the connections to things. So like, for example, um, a patient intake form, they fill it out, it automatically gets saved back in and a copy gets sent to them. Um, treatment plans, um, consent forms, things like that to minimize the things that people have to do manually by hand. So automations and the overall flow of getting your patient in and out for the yeah. day. It's really a workflow when we're talking about better because when you look at it, sure, every office is a little bit different. But then on the other hand, every office is basically has the same workflow, right? You have to check somebody mm-hmm. in, you have to check them. Then they see the assistants, the doctors, so on and so forth. So that workflow becomes really important. If you get the workflow down well, then it's fast and it's easy. Because the ultimate thing is for everybody to spend as little time as possible on the software because they really don't want to do, I mean, like this is something they have to do, but they don't yeah. want to do it. Yeah. So we want to be able to get them in, do what they got to do and get them out. So. Got it. And then, okay. So, so a lot of times when we're talking about uh, practice management softwares, a lot of people bring up like features, right? So it's like, well, we have these features, but they don't have these features. And then people add the features and they're like, we have these features. And then it's just like feature, 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 feature. Right. And, and it becomes just like this contest of features and a lot of times it doesn't, uh, it's just confusing to the end user, right? They're just like, okay, do I even need these features, right? So one of the things that I like to do that helps me kind of understand it, keeping in mind, I don't log into the p- practice management softwares, is what does the future look like? Like, where are we going? Because I'll give you the current state of the practice management software world. The current state from my point of view is that it's a necessary evil. Most of them are constructed for dentists by dentists. So they don't do a lot of the things that we want them to do. And they also are not friendly with integrations because a lot of them are all in one platforms, meaning they don't want to integrate with a bunch of different companies. They'd rather just sell the product, you know, whatever the product is, uh, marketing or, or forms or whatever. And they'd rather just sell those to the, the end user rather than having people integration and things like that. So you, you it becomes, you know these silos and you get into it and once you're there you're kind of stuck you know what i mean because you're like oh my stuff's here but a lot of it's mediocre um and it's and it's hard and then once you're there like i've heard people say once you switch a pms especially if you're at like 20 30 practices you're probably not going to do it again for a long time because of how painful it is so 
what does that's the current state that's how i see the current state so what is the future from your guys's perspective in the next year two years three years down the road that is going to so people can understand this is the direction that practice management software is going from your perspective so from our perspective i mean right we can't speak for the whole industry but the future is something we are so excited about because um having come from so my background is an MBA and a lot of my friends are also startup founders or working in VC. And you hear about a lot of innovations that are happening across the board, no matter what industry it's in. And I think for us in the practice management space, that makes it extremely exciting because that's all of the things that we can incorporate, right? So you have AI companies coming on to x-rays. You have you know everything that can make more automation. Yes. And that will make the experience for the end user better. So in our perspective. Hey, sorry to interrupt the show, but I got something that's going to provide some value to you. This segment is called Ask Gary, and we have people who've been sending in their questions and we're answering them live on the podcast. If you have a question about marketing, you can email us at askgary at smcnational.com or you can DM us or leave a comment below. So today's question came from Steve and he asked, why is it so hard to track dental marketing? And this is a great question. And really what this, the problem is, the core of the problem of why it's so hard to track marketing is because first of all, it's brick and mortar. So this is not e-commerce where you can track everything end to end from the click to the person buying the thing in the shopping cart. Um, it's brick and mortar. So that makes it a little bit harder. But what makes it even harder than that is that the information inside of your dental practice PMS, your practice management software, is not connected to your marketing. It's disconnected. So what's happening over here in your marketing is not communicating back to your PMS. And when you get the right kind or the wrong kind of patients into your office, that has to be communicated back to your marketing. So very few people have integrations that work that end to end. That's something that we do uh, for most practice management softwares. We do have that ability to do that. But if you don't have those two things communicating automatically, you have to do it manually, which is almost impossible. And that's why it's so hard to track everything in marketing. We think that one of the biggest reasons why the App Store, the Apple App Store and the Android Google Play Store, those have done phenomenally well for getting users for Android and Apple because the end user can do pretty much whatever they want to do with the app that they choose on their preferred platform, whether it's Apple or Android. And that allows for customization, exactly. right? I mean, mm-hmm. let's say, for instance, you're going to put what most people need in there, but you cannot claim to be able to put everything everybody needs in there. And to claim such is not really accurate. So we believe, and Gary, the fact that we came from dental offices and you're talking about where people felt stuck and they're upset and we get it because that's exactly what happens. So that's something we don't want to do. So we will make whatever makes sense for us to make in-house, right? Yeah, some things are just faster to build yourself if it's not yeah. very complicated, yeah. right? Yeah. But we will partner definitely with other companies be- because it just makes sense to partner with other companies. Because let's say, for instance, you're, you're, you just have something that's cutting-edge technology. Well, if you have cutting-edge technology, Tiffany wants to use it in her office yeah. by the time it takes for any company to build it, you know it's going to be very long, right? You want it, you want it now. So it doesn't make sense to do everything yourself. You have to be able to figure out what it is and what actually makes sense. Well, what most people don't realize is that the practice management softwares out there, a lot of them are prohibiting 
technology growth in the dental space because of exactly what you're talking about, where if if I have the best widget in the world is going to mm-hmm. change the dental industry and I build it, and then I go, well, I need to integrate with the practice management softwares. I have to pay them money to integrate, and it's a lot, and I have to go to each one of them, right, individually and go to this one and this one and this one and this one and this one, and or they charge the end user, right? They charge the dentist. Well, the, yeah, we'll integrate with them, but it's $500 a month. And it's like, it doesn't make, if I have 10 practices, I'm not going to pay $5,000 a month just so I can have access to my own information to move it over to this platform. That doesn't make sense, right? And so it, and, and it's a small industry. It's not a huge industry. There's what, 200,000 dentists, not even that many offices. So I, there's not the economy of scale there for me to build that widget. So then people leave and they go to other industries. So something has to change on that front for technology to really move in the dental industry. Uh, is that kind of how you see it as well? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I think yeah. that especially this day and age, you know, I mean, that, right? It doesn't make sense. I mean, if it's something where you want to use something, we have to be able to go, yep, we like to be able, if it's cutting edge, sure, you want it to be used by your end users. It, it just makes sense. That's how you move things forward. So and I think there's value to be said about deep diving too. Like if you're a company and imaging and imaging AI is all you do, you spend every hour of that day innovating in that space. Yeah. Then yeah. I I mean I think practice management is, software is yeah, not going to be able to catch up with that. Yeah. It's right. different. Yeah. 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 It doesn't yeah, to claim that you can do it all at the same level and be the best at everything. I yeah. We agree I've with heard you. people I've heard people say, I wish this, there was just a practice management software that did it all. And then it's like Name me an, a company in any industry that is a do everything all in one. That's good. Yes. Well, I think that's yeah. just the evolution of technology and like human knowledge, right? Because at one point, one human could know everything that there could be to know what flowers to eat, fans to eat and like where to walk. And that's all the knowledge that there was. One person could have all of that. But I think in this day and age, like you have specialists for a reason. Yeah. Because one human cannot have all of the knowledge of human <laughs> yeah, you can't even have all the knowledge of a dental practice, <laughs> one dental practice, right? It's just too many people, too many data points. Well, awesome. So if someone wants to learn more about you, what you guys are doing or get a demo with you guys, how, how do they reach out to you? Our website is probably going to be the best way. Um, Aspordental.com, there is a big button on top that says, I'd like a demo. And you can book your own time. You can also just put in your information and we can reach out to you. But we're um, pretty responsive on the end. Yeah. I'm awesome. left Great. Thanks so much for coming on, guys. This is really fun to hear about your journey and what you guys are building. It's really exciting. Thank you, Thanks, Gary. Gary.